Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. I'm Monty Larrick. As a Spotlight listener, you value the true meaning of Christmas, and that true meaning is being observed in, of all places, the rotunda of the Illinois Capitol building in Springfield. A manger scene is on display thanks to the work of the Springfield Nativity Scene Committee. I'm joined by Delbert Pratt, a member of that committee, and with the Illinois Prayer Caucus Network. Delbert, when you see the manger scene at the very center of state government, what comes to mind? Hope and rescue because without God we're not going to get through the next few years simply because of the destructive forces that are working against both our state and our nation. But when Christ is at the center, we have great hope that His wisdom and His counsel will straighten out the mess that we mere men have made. And we've made a mess, haven't we? Yes, yes we have, yes. And the nativity display is an example of Christians putting their free speech rights in action. Yes, I agree. It's, it's putting our free speech rights into action. We have a right, we have a moral responsibility to be sure that we engage in government. The Founding Fathers were not shy about being involved in civic government. So when we have Christ in the center of state government, we have the opportunity to have the wisdom and counsel of God come into our very midst and help with those decisions that are enormous sometimes when you're dealing with the lives of individual citizens. I believe most of our legislators want to do the right thing. Unfortunately, some are guided by the left and fortunately some are guided by, guided by the light or the right, excuse me, and hopefully it is the light, it's the light of God, but to take us out of that darkness and those gray areas so that the truth of God can prevail and be that pathway that leads us to a place where we can prosper and be in health even as our souls prosper. Our founding leaders would be on board with this display here in the state capitol. Absolutely. I believe our founding fathers would have been present if it was that day that we were celebrating Christ and putting up a nativity scene in the capitol. It's so important. It's part of who we are as Americans. Our Judeo-Christian heritage has to be honored. It has to be maintained. It has to be discipled almost. It has to be tended to. We can't let that flounder. The Founding Fathers risked their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to bring about this new nation. And they made a covenant with God that this nation would function by the people, for the people, and of the people. I think I said that in the wrong order. But it was to be a, a government of the people who knew their God, honored God, and lived their lives as best as they could for God. This manger scene here in the state capitol building rotunda is also an example of Christians engaging in the free exercise of religion. Do you fear that if we don't engage in that, we're gonna lose it? Absolutely, I am afraid of that. We can't be fearful. 
We can't fear man. We have to be bold. You know, in the book of Acts, the one thing that the apostles prayed for was that God would give them boldness. And our prayer in the coming days is that God would give us boldness to exercise these rights that are God-given, not government-given, given by God and guaranteed by the U.S. Constitution. So we have to be proactive. We have to go on the offense and quit staying on the defense. We need to bring these things into the public square so that men can be enlightened, women can be enlightened, children can know the truth, and they can lay hold of the heritage that is so precious to all of us. But beyond here in the Capitol Rotunda and maybe in a few other public locations, I would hope that Christians would be bold enough to have a nativity display in their front yards. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. We've gotten to the point where it's Santa Claus and reindeer and snowmen and candles and every snowflakes, every other thing except the Christ child. And we need to be aware that we need to bring our Christian heritage up into the public view so that we can remember that our national motto is, in God we trust. There was a campaign, in, in God we trust, put it up. Put it up in the schools, put it up on government buildings, put it up as a, a decal on your car. Represent who we are as Christians in this society and this culture or we're gonna lose it. Well, what's your reaction to other displays in the Capitol? A satanic symbol and a display courtesy of the Freedom From Religion Foundation. You know, I think it was John Adams said that our Constitution was made for moral and religious people and it won't work for any other people. The danger is that because we have freedom of speech and freedom of religion, that if we're not a moral people, then that means satanic displays have every right to be in our state capitol. Because we're not a moral and religious people, then perversion of our school children, I know that's a little off subject, but the perversion of our children can happen in our public schools. But with a moral and a religious people, there are men and women on guard who are taking care of children, protecting them from the onslaught of the enemy. Isaiah 28, we have prayed Isaiah 28 for Illinois for decades, literally decades. And it says that God is strength to those who stand at the gate to repel the onslaught of the enemy. There's an onslaught at the gate of education. There's an onslaught of the enemy in government. There's an onslaught of the enemy in the military. There's an onslaught of the enemy in the family. And so we must be proactive to go to that gate and boldly go through that gate and lay hold of that territory for the good of the people, but for the utmost, for the glory of God. Delbra, beyond all the legal and the, all the constitutional issues surrounding this nativity display, we shouldn't forget that there are spiritual implications to this. Mm -hmm. And this is a reminder about the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes, oh my goodness, the spiritual implications of that. We have to know as a people who God is and who Christ is in order to have eternal life. That's what the scripture says. It says to know God and to know Christ is eternal life. And so 
the spiritual implication of not being proactive in the public square is that atmosphere of God, the presence of God, even though he's everywhere all the time, Habakkuk tells us that it's the knowledge of the glory of God that's going to one day cover the earth. And it's us to, up to each one of us to bring the knowledge of God so that that spiritual atmosphere becomes one of blessing, one of honor, one of humility, one where God is preeminent and we look to him first know how to love him and then suddenly we know how to love one another and it says on these two commandments to love God and to love your neighbor as yourself hang all the commandments and the law and so we need to have the knowledge of God so that the spiritual atmosphere is set for his glory. What message do you hope this nativity display conveys to state lawmakers who pass by? So we hope that they take notice that there is a representation of Jesus Christ in this Illinois, our Illinois state capital, and that it makes them stop and think. Holy Spirit can convict of righteousness, judgment, and sin. And we need to have the knowledge of God in this place so that Holy Spirit is able to bring that conviction. We pray for our legislators. There are groups all over Illinois. There are church groups that pray. There are multiple prayer calls for Illinois. There is so much prayer going on. Our hope is that God hears our prayers and the legislators here in Illinois, our state reps, our state senators, our elected statewide officials from governor to secretary of state, those other elected statewide offices, that they'll be able to have conviction flow into them by Holy Spirit so that they can make a choice to turn, they can make a choice to lay their eyes upon Jesus. They'll have eternal life and things will be better for them overall. Delbert Pratt with the yeah. Illinois Prayer Caucus Network. We'll continue our conversation after this. With a one-minute look at culture from a Christian worldview, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. It's getting harder to tell the difference between satire and news. A generation ago, Francis Schaeffer wrote a prophetic book called Whatever Happened to the Human Race? It helped launch the pro-life movement. There was an accompanying documentary series that included a skit that warned of what could lie down the road. A couple's grocery shopping and decides, between picking up chicken soup and cleaning supplies, to also pick up a kid with the right hair and the right eyes. Well, as Britain's Mirror put it, quote, science fiction is about to match up with reality as the world's first artificial womb facility has been announced. You'll be able to choose your baby's characteristics from a menu. A colleague of mine quipped, the next step is two-day delivery via UPS. We've apparently slipped down the slope from Schaefer's satirical warning to a chilling reality. Ideas have consequences. When absolute autonomy is the only rule and children become lifestyle choices, we shouldn't be shocked when human beings can be added to our shopping carts. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. This is Illinois Family Spotlight. I'm Monty Larrick, and I'm joined by Delbra Pratt with the Illinois Prayer Caucus Network. Delbra, what are the advantages of having a prayer caucus? 
The one big advantage of having a prayer caucus in the Illinois legislature is that these men and women who have stepped up, run for office, been elected to govern and to serve the people of Illinois can come together, they can pray together, they can pray for one another, they can pray for their marriages, they can pray for their homes, their children, they can pray for their ministries. Some of our Illinois state legislators actually are in ministry outside of the Capitol, and so they have the opportunity to seek the wisdom of God together before they ever step on the floor of the House or the floor of the Senate. They support one another. They have access to a national organization, the Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation, that works with legislatures across the nation to bring good legislation that is moral and brings religious liberty to the forefront and guarantees our religious liberties. Now, who is involved in the prayer caucus, not just legislators, regular folks, who should be involved? So there's two entities with the prayer caucus. There is the Illinois Prayer Caucus Network, which I'm the state director of, and then we support the Illinois Legislative Prayer Caucus. The Legislative Prayer Caucus that is the legislators. They are separate, they, they do their own thing, they pray together, they work together, but as the prayer caucus network, which is open to anyone who considers themselves a prayer warrior, wants to learn about prayer, is not connected in some way, but wants to be connected to state government with prayer, you are welcome to be a part of the Illinois Prayer Caucus Network. We do emails, we try not to overwhelm with those, but we try to stay connected and keep you informed of what's happening in the legislature so we all can pray together and ask for God's blessing upon those laws and rules and regulations that get passed. How do you sign up? Oh, well, you could send me an email. My email address is Delbra, it's D-E-L-B-R-A, at IllinoisPrayerCaucus.com. IllinoisPrayerCaucus.com. Or you could go to the Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation, look up the state of Illinois, and find information there. But again, you're welcome. Prayer Warriors, we welcome you into the caucus. Do you have, like, Zoom prayer calls? How's it work? That is a great question because we are considering doing some Zoom calls this coming year. We thought that would be a good way to connect and get to know one another a little bit better. So hopefully in the future there will be Zoom calls. We have a lot to pray about right here in Illinois. We know lawmakers are expected to press for a state constitutional amendment guaranteeing the right to abortion in Illinois. Pregnancy care centers could face intrusive legislation and there's talk about bringing legal assisted suicide to Illinois. It's almost overwhelming. We have to pray. Yes, we do have a lot of work to do, and it is overwhelming, the darkness. You know, the scripture says that there's darkness upon the earth and gross darkness upon the people. We've got to get this issue of life straight. We have got to get on the side of God where the issue of life of the unborn is concerned. I think this last year, this political year that we've just gone through has been a head-to-head -head confrontation across the nation of life versus death. God asks us to choose life. We have work to do because there are too many conservatives yet who 
are conservative on most social issues, but women who are conservative will stand before me and say, but a woman has a right to choose with her own body. And I say, none of us have a right to choose to murder our child. That child is a separate being. Yes, they're in our womb, but they are a living human being in the eyes of God. And we have got to get this right. We have got to persevere. We have got to keep going. We've got to take our stand for life. And having done all, we stand. Well, the outcome of the election in Illinois does not look good for the pro-life, pro-family mm -hmm. cause. Mm -hmm. And the other side seems to be winning. Do you ever feel like your prayers just aren't being answered? I do sometimes, but let me say this. When I feel like my prayers aren't answered, I go back to God and I ask God, how did I miss it, Lord? Did I miss a strategy that you had for me to win that person or for that law not to go through or whatever it is for the person to be healed that I'm praying for? Because with God lies the answers. And I'm already hearing declarations and decrees about next year or the election in 2024. Same kind of things were that were prayed, declared, and decreed about this last election. And my heart is, Monty, that we stop and we go back to God and we say, Lord, give us the strategy. Give us the winning strategy to take Illinois from death to life and support the unborn. You think our all-powerful God could intervene and make that happen here in Big Blue, Illinois? I think he can. I think it's going to take the will of the people to turn first, though. God has no decision to make. He said, choose life. Illinois has a decision to make to choose life. It's up to us. God is not in the voting booth with us pulling the lever. Well, he's in the voting booth with us, but we're the ones that pull the lever. We have to be consistent in this question of life. We're not going to win if we're willy-nilly, if we're afraid to engage in the battle because babies' lives are on the line. The blood of those babies is crying out from the land. The land is defiled. And the only answer for the cry of those babies' blood is the blood of Jesus Christ. We need repentance in Illinois for what has passed, and then we need boldness to make sure it doesn't happen again on our watch. Delbra, I know that you're very concerned about the left-leaning makeup of a lot of our school boards around the state. You would like to see some realignment. So beyond prayer, what steps could be taken to make that happen? Well... But it starts with prayer. It starts with prayer. It starts with what so many of the candidates this year, we heard say, God said, I need to stand up and run for election, whether it was school board, whether it was township, whether it was county, whether it was uh, statewide, whether it was federal. We heard so many people say, the Lord said. And boy, when you've got that anchor for your soul that God said this to go do, and then you get up and do it, then all of heaven is behind you. That doesn't guarantee that you are going to be victorious. It doesn't. But oh my goodness, what God can do with obedience. When our obedience is fulfilled, there will be a revenge on disobedience. So as we're obedient to run for that school board position, when we step up and say, I'll run for county board, I'll be an election judge, I'll be a poll watcher, suddenly there's this 
movement that hasn't been there before where there's a flood of righteousness that begins to permeate every territory, your county, your city, your home, your church, your school, your business, all those things. And so I know God wants to do it. And my heart and my prayer is that we in Illinois want to do it too. And we're going to join forces and we're going to be a mighty moving force of prayer and action in Illinois. And we have municipal elections coming up in April. If you're so inclined, you think the Lord's calling you, maybe you need to step up and run for township trustee or yes. whatever. Yes. Whatever local office that you're running for, God can use that. And let me tell you something. This is just a little uh, tidbit of uh, wisdom. Whoever you're considering voting for, for school board or city council or township, ask them, where do you stand on the issue of life? And they may say, I'm running for school board. I'm never going to have to vote on the issue of life. The truth is that as those upper levels of government usually draw upon those local races, those people who have proven themselves electable. And so we don't want anybody moving up the line from school board to city to state. We don't want the ones who support abortion. So consider when you do have a candidate before you talking about local offices, make sure they are pro-life. Deborah, I know that you're as pleased as I am about the growth of Christian schools here in Illinois and Christian home education. We have to be praying for them that they'll remain strong in the faith and free of government encroachment. Yes, yes. The schools are so important. They have generations now that they have been indoctrinating. And if your child is in public school, Definitely pray for them. Equip them to face the onslaught. Equip them to be bold enough to speak up when things aren't right. Otherwise, I strongly encourage you to get them out of government schools, get them into a Christian school, home school, form a cooperative school maybe at your church. There are lots of options. I think Illinois Family Institute could help you with those kinds of questions. I know we have to work for the children that can't get out of the public schools. I'm telling you, if you can get your child out of public school, do that and then stay on the offensive to help the kids that are still in those public schools because they are being indoctrinated, they are being perverted, their natural modesty and purity are being subjected to an onslaught of evil. We are the ones that have to make sure that as many of them are saved from that as, as we can. And on a positive note, despite all that, we have the Illinois Prayer Caucus Network. Mm -hmm. Once again, tell folks, how they can become part of that. The way you can become part of the Illinois Prayer Caucus Network is very simple. You can send me an email at delbra at illinoisprayercaucus.com. My first name is D as in David, E-L, B as in boy, R-A, delbra at illinoisprayercaucus.com, or go to the Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation website, look up Illinois, and become a member there. Delbra Pratt, thank you so much. God bless you and your work. And keep the Illinois Family Institute in your prayers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All we right. love Illinois Family. Thank you. God bless, God bless you. you and uh, your husband, Stan. Thank you. God bless you, Monty. And thank you, folks, for tuning in. Listen, if you'd like to know more about uh, options to government schools, you can go to our website, illinoisfamily.org, 
Click Rescuing Our Children. A reminder, our big Worldview Conference coming your way March 18th. Click events at IllinoisFamily.org. And please support the work of the Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action. Until next time, stay healthy, stay active, and God bless. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.